Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And uh, before I get going, let me congratulate my team for a fantastic week of episodes produced and released and published last week with respect to uh, Black History Month, uh, featuring uh, a group of boxers known as Black Murderers Row, and also uh, the work done uh, not only on screen, but behind the scenes. Fantastic job by all. And I encourage all boxing fans to take a look at uh, the content we've placed on the talkandfight.com website. It's good stuff. Speaking of that, uh, yesterday, Cedric Ben and his crew, uh, his crew uh, took a look at the uh, Josh, Josh Taylor and uh, Jack Catterall uh, fight, uh, which was uh, awarded to Josh Taylor and uh, created quite a bit of controversy in the boxing world, as you're probably well aware. Uh, I won't go into too much detail. I mean, quite frankly, it is known that uh, Josh Taylor uh, was knocked down. Uh, he was, uh, by all accounts, by many scorecards, beaten with the exception of the two uh, judges who ruled in his favor, therefore giving him a decision. Uh, to quote Boxing247.com, Josh Taylor controversially held on to his undisputed world super lightweight titles against Jack Catterall by split decision last night at the OVO Hydro Glasgow in a fight that all of the boxing world felt that the Englishman, Abby Catterall, had clearly won. Edinburgh's Taylor was making the historic first defense of his WBO, WBA, IVF, and WBC world titles on home soil at a sold-out sold OVO Hydro in front of a crowd of over 12,000 people while unbeaten Catterall, who had not faced anyone in Taylor's class, was the underdog going in. Let me just quickly uh, skip forward because it's a very extensive uh, description of the fight itself uh, to what Jack Catterall said after the fight. Today, I should have been work waking up with all of the belts. I had 15 months out of the ring and they all wrote me off. I was messed about in every way possible for over two years and then finally for the fight. I sacrificed everyone, sorry, I sacrificed everything to fight one of the top pound for pound ranked fighters and I gave him a lesson, but for what? Boxing, shame on you, my dreams have been stolen. I will say no more on that and leave it up to you to decide what should be done next. My opinion, quite frankly, is that uh, electronic scoring should be introduced uh, using all the new technology that's available these days. Let's move on to Plant City, Florida at the White Sands Event Center where Jimmy Kelly, who's 26 and two let with 10 knockouts at fighting out of Manchester, United Kingdom, defeated Kajak contender Kanat Islam, who's 28 and one with 22 knockouts by majority decision in the Pro Box Promotions main event. And that took place on Friday evening, as I say, in Plant City. Kelly, who captured the WBO Global Middleweight Championship, won with scores of 96, 94, 97, 93, and 95, 95. As I say, the fight took place at the White Sands Event Center and was one of 11 scraps put together by Florida-based company headed by Gary Jonas. Uh, for more information on that story, please go to the boxing247.com website. It is quite extensive. Elsewhere, at the Chelsea inside the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, on the weekend, Chris Colbert went toe-to-toe -to -toe against Hector Garcia, and here's the result. The late, the late replacement, Hector Garcia, performed like the world champion he was, substituting for a, uh, 
as so, holy moly. Late replacement Hector Garcia performed like the world champion he was substituting for on Saturday night, battering and dropping the highly touted Chris Colbert to earn a unanimous decision in a 12-round WBA Super Heavyweight World Title Eliminator that headlined a thrilling triple header live on Showtime in a PBC event from the Chelsea inside the Cosmopolitan uh, out of Las Vegas. Garcia, who's 15-0 with 10 knockouts, stepped in for the WBA Super Featherweight World Champion Roger Goodrest less than three weeks ago after Goodrest was forced to withdraw due to positive COVID-19 tests. Despite having little time to prepare, the Southpaw Garcia used his height and powerful left hand to dominate Colbert, who's now 16-1 with six knockouts, by scores of 118-109, 118-109, and 119-108. Down in Mexico City, Ivan Armando Garcia defeated Suel Juarez by unanimous decision, 96-94, 96-94, and 190 to become the new WBC light flyweight silver Fekabarks champion last night at Australia TV's monthly boxing series, Boxio Australia TV. The series occurs on the last Friday of every month and is broadcast from BB Auditorium in Mexico City. The young Garcia tried several strategies to beat the experienced Juarez, but at the beginning of the fight went on the attack and hit him early from short and medium distances. The scores showed an even fight in the early rounds between an equally matched opponent. Garcia threw his cross while Juarez bet on the uppercuts. That gave Garcia good results, but not enough for a knockout. After the early rounds, two of the judges had the belt even, 38-38, 38-38. The third judge scored at 40-36 for Garcia. The fight continued with Juarez in front and Garcia won waiting for the right moment to counterattack, forcing more blows in the center of the ring with the scores after the middle rounds, all in favor of El Magnifico, El Magnifico. 77-75, 77-75, and 80-72. In the last two rounds, Juarez tried to salvage the fight by going for the knockout, but Garcia changed his strategy and kept his distance. He threw his punches sporadically, knowing that the score would bring him victory. And it did. Over in Dubai, 41-year-old Cuban Guillermo Ringondo suffered a second straight defeat, losing a close but unanimous decision to Filipino Vincent Astrolabio at the Dubai Marina in the United Arab Emirates. The three judges scored the fight 95-94 in favor of Astrolabio. Sorry, Astra Labio, 17 and 3, 12 knockouts, with an eighth round knockdown as the margin of victory over Rong Rigondo, 20 and 3, with 13 knockouts, a skilled former world champion. The names of these fighters will continue to increase in their difficulty, believe me. For 10 rounds, Astra Labio made Rigondo run out of resources, landed solid right hands on the elusive Cuban. Rigondo, who was coming off a close decision defeat to Jean Riel Casimero. Astrolabio found the answer to the puzzle by cutting off the ring and landing harder punches. With this drive, Astrolabio won the WBC international title. Apologies. In the Derby Room in Pomona, California, Australian heavyweight Trent Rollins, who's 13-2-1 with 10 knockouts, scored a six-round majority decision win over Santander Sildago, who's 30-11 with 24 knockouts, out of Arboletes, Colombia, in the main event of the Marv Nation Promotions card Saturday evening, held in Pomona, California. Rollins won with scores of 15-54, 58-54, and 6-56. The event, which was built as a box factor 2, took place at the Derby Room and was streamed in its entirety on Marv Nation's official YouTube channel. 
in the co-main event, Ashton Silva, who's 7-0 with 7 knockouts out of Long Beach, stopped Aldemar Silva, who's 22-19, 14 knockouts out of Sao Paulo, Brazil, in the second round of a scheduled six-round featherweight fight. Style Silva won with the time of half a minute of the aforementioned round. <laughs> Mylock Birdsong, who's 13-0-1, nine knockouts out of Los Angeles, California, defeated Daniel Perales in another fight of that evening. He was fighting out of Monterey, Mexico, via unanimous decision in a six-round welterweight fight. Birdsong won with three scores of 58-55. Moving on to South Africa in the province of KwaZulu-Natal. In the Battle of South Africans, Liban Nishani stopped Kumbalini Mitche on Saturday evening, February 26, to win the vacant WBF All-Africa welterweight title. Held at the multi-purpose hall in Nangomo, Mitche proved the better boxer and was winning almost every round when he started to tire midway through the fight and dramatically ran out of steam in the second half. Widely behind on the scorecards by four, four, and five points, Nashini seized his moment, and in round eight, he was pummeling a defenselessness Machini, forcing referee Sifo Zondo to step in and save the local man. Showing the importance of conditioning and willpower, the new WBF All-Africa champion improved his professional record to four and one, whereas Machini drops to eight and four with six knockouts. Um, it was a fight that headlined a show promoted by Ladongo Promotions, and we look forward to hearing more from them out of uh, South Africa. Speaking of uh, fights uh, taking place over in, Eng was it England? Yes, it was, uh, London, England. Lawrence Acoli uh, defeated Michael Sislak. Uh, Lawrence Acoli fights out of Hackney, England, and Sislak comes to us via Poland. Uh, it was a scrappy and mauling fight. Sislak was stung in the first round, was knocked down in the fifth. While Akoli faded in the last two rounds, it went the distance uh, with Akoli winning by decision. 117, 110, 116, 11, 115, 12, 112. Elsewhere on that card, Galal Yafai won by a technical knockout over Carlos Batista. A systematic beating as Yafai made the transition from amateur to professional boxing with ease. With his eye closing, Bautista was floored in the fifth round with his corner waving off the fight at a time of two minutes and 11 seconds. Uh, Jordan Gill won by technical knockout over Kareem Garfi. Anthony Fowler won uh, by points over Lushak Nysiak. Uh, Fabio Wardley won by knockout over Daniel Martz. Let me give you a brief description. After a lazy round one for Wardley, he turned up the pressure in round two. He dropped Martz two times, the second time the referee waving the bout over. And the time of the stoppage was one minute, 30 seconds of the second round. Must have been a heck of a shot. Elsewhere, we saw that Campbell hit and Campbell Hatton won, with tech, by not, won by technical knockout over Joe Ducker, who fights out of Loughborough, England. My grandparents were from Loughborough, England. <laughs> Chevon Clark won by technical, no, won by knockout over Tony Vizic. Uh, Chevon Clark fights out of Gravesend, Cleveland, Cleveland England. And uh, Vizic fights at a split Croatia. John Hedges won by technical knockout over Alexander Nagoliski. And Dempsey McKean won by points over Ariel Bracamonte. All those fights took place uh, last evening at the O2 Arena in London, England. 
Now we move over to another fight that took place uh, last night in Casigo, South Africa at the Memorial Center, a pulsating battle for the vacating WBF All-Africa Super Welterweight title between local man Junior Makondo and Jacques Tsukubi Mouvoud from DR Republic of Congo ended in a draw on Sunday evening. Ended in a draw, how disappointing. With the crowd at Memorial Center in Consigo, South Africa, on its feet for the first to last bell, it was a tremendous fight, which was already now a leading contender for WBF 2022 fight of the year. Okay, maybe I was a little too soon in saying that it was disappointing. 26-year-old Junior Makondo was the stronger man early in the fight, while Mavud, who's 28 years of age, finished best. Both men threw punches in bunches with intent to stop their foe inside the distance, but the fight went full 10 rounds, with judges, uh, both with two judges, both scoring at 95-95, and Judge Sayamani scoring at 97-93 for the visitor, making it a majority draw and leaving the title vacant. Makondo is now seven five and one, and Mavud is now seven one and one. Both felt they had done enough to win, and a rematch seems like a logical solution to settle the score. Over in Birmingham on the weekend, we saw. Um, some fights courtesy of BCB Promotions titled Friday Fight Night at the East Side Room. Troy Jones came through his first six round contest with flying colors as he defeated Slovakia's Haval Garage. The Tamworth based super middleweight topped the bill at BCB Promotions Friday Night Fight at the East Side Room, Birmingham on Friday evening. And there are some great pictures on boxing247.com uh, highlighting all of these fights. Andrew, War Andrew Robinson warmed up his first trilogy fight with Poland's Damian Jonak with a four-round battle against Lithuania's Gennady Kajewicki. After beating and then drawing with Jonak, Danimal is set for third fight in April. Robinson cruised a 40-36 win. Hereford's Cliff Henry showed life begins at 40, and he made his pro debut. He enjoyed the perfect start as he put Ben Thomas on the seat of his pants in the opening stanza before controlling the rest of the fight to run out 40-35 Victor. Troy's cousin, Brandon Jones, put Elvis Dupe into the sword with a controlled and aggressive performance to claim a shutout win, 40-36, uh, as he, as did Hereford's Liam O'Hare, who enjoyed a similar silver card against Josh Hodgkins. Warzal's Sean Cooper enjoyed, enjoyed a keep-busy 40-36 win over teak tough road warrior Des Newton. And Birmingham's Kane Barker, took on Spain's Diago Valtierra over six rounds as chief support. It was a contest that ebbed and flowed for the entire 18 minutes, and the score ended 57-57. And those images you see on the Boxing247.com website in this story are courtesy of uh, Manjit Naratra. Very good. Very good. Fight promoter and manager Dennis Hobson has hailed three of his stable's southeast prospects as ones to watch ahead of a big night of boxing in the capital, that would be London, on Friday, March 4th, which will be uh, shown live on Fight Zone. It'll be fought at the Tower Hotel in Tower Hamlets, London, at the fight, and the Fight Academy will, show, will showcase some of the UK's best young southern talent. With Fight Zone covering the card, boxing fans now get the opportunity to follow these top prospects at the very beginning of their pro journeys. And we'll highlight those three. They are Nathan Mizan, known as Mr. Excitement, the 21-year-old super lightweight 
from the super lightweight claimed his first inside the distance win in November last year when he blitzed Czech opponent Jan Probst. Now 3-0, the fighter from Tadworth, Surrey, will get another Eastern European opponent in Jacob Laskowski. Also making a good start at the pro game is Harry Mullins, another fighter with a 3-0 record. The 19-year-old from Bromley was a national champion as an amateur before turning pro last June. With Father Sam on corner duties and guided by experience manager Sam Kynock, the light flyweight has a great team behind him as he looks to make an instant impression in the pro ranks. Louise Orton will make her pro debut on the London card. Is definitely the one to watch in the one to watch category. The third-year-old won a host of accolades as an amateur, including Southern Counties, Herringy Box Cup, and three nations titles, as well as being England Boxing National Elite Lightweight Champion in 2019. From Kent, Louise learned her trade at Chatham's well-respected St. Mary's ABC and has amassed 38 amateur contests before deciding to turn pro. Also appearing on the card, by the way, are Francis Johanna Wanyu, who's 3-0, Ismail Francois Malat, who's 7-1-1, and debutantes D. Allen and Alfie Winter. Very good. Said Hobson, I really like Nathan. He has a great following. He's exciting, picks his shots well. I believe he's a potential star and will, will, some, and will win something substantial. Harry is another fighter I'm excited about. I previously managed to get kids down around the lower weights in world titles like Jamie McDonald and Stuart Hall. He's still in the 19. He has a great attitude already. And at that weight, I can almost guarantee we'll win something with him. He concludes, I also can't wait to watch Louise's debut. Her pedigree speaks for itself. And with us, we'll get her on the world scene very quickly. She has the potential to go all the way. And that's something we can do for Louise. It's a marriage made in heaven. I'm really looking forward to this London show. We're starting to build a sort of solid foundation down there. And it's great for boxing fans that, can, that it can be watched completely free on Fight Zone. All right, for the last uh, episode of the day, for the last uh, segment of the day on this episode, Tom Loeffler's 360 Promotions has signed Irish amateur standout Callum Walsh, who's fighting out of Cork, Ireland. Trained in Los Angeles by Hall of Famer and legendary trainer Freddie Roach, the 21-year-old junior middleweight Walsh, who's 1-0, will fight for the second time a professional at the Hollywood Fight Nights St. Patrick's Day Bash on Thursday, March 17th at the Quiet Cannon. That's in Montebello Country Club. Said Loeffler about the signing, we're excited to have Callum sign with 360 and put his trust in us directing his career. Ever since meeting Callum and his family, I knew he'd star, he has star potential. With his amateur experience as one of the top boxers coming out of Ireland, coupled with Freddie Roach, the sky's the limit. Callum has an expressive knockout in his pro debut last December. Just as impressive was the fan support that Callum already has. Many fans flew from Ireland for his pro debut, which was a great sight to see. Congratulations. Thank you very much for joining me, fight fans around the world. I appreciate it. Remember to like, share, and subscribe, and hit that notification bell to let you know when we're coming up next. And we'll see you at 4 p.m. for Knuckle Up.